What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. I'm John Pearl. Welcome to another episode of Freedom Investor Friday. I want to talk today about a recent speech that was given at the USC Marshall Center for Investment Studies annual meeting earlier in the week or last week, May 1st. So this was given by Stan Druckenmiller, who is a legendary investor. If you've not heard of him, he's made billions of dollars managing other people's money over the years, and he is up there with the likes of Warren Buffett. Not quite, but he is up there in terms of, I'd say, top five legendary U.S. investors. So he was given a speech to graduating class, but the general idea of the speech was talking about what he's seeing in the economy. Guys like him who have had as much success as they have over the years know a lot about what's going on and how things work. And in general, his outlook is not good, mainly due to reckless spending by the government, how much is being spent on seniors and entitlements, meaning how much is being spent in senior health care, things like that. And along with what's going on with the debt ceiling, the debt crisis we're experiencing right now, if you haven't been paying too close attention to that, today is a key day for... Uh, the government to reconvene and negotiate what is going to happen with the debt ceiling and whether or not the debt ceiling is going to be lifted, and in which case we can continue spending and continue paying our debts. Otherwise, we are going to be looking at a default, and that's not going to be good. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has even said if the debt ceiling does not get lifted, then we are going to likely spin into an economic crisis. So I want to highlight a few things that Stan Druckenmiller said during his speech because it carries a lot of weight and I don't know how much publicity this thing got. I just happened to come across it. And it's quite fascinating hearing somebody as legendary as him give their outlook on what is happening right now. So the first thing I want to quote is, so he says, the share of fiscal spending going to seniors has been growing dramatically since the 1960s when Medicaid and Medicare joined Social Security as federal entitlements. Today, we spend six times more per senior than child in the U.S., Think Social Security versus education. Almost 40% of all of our taxes are spent on seniors, and this trend is only starting. We are just getting underway in terms of the fiscal consequences of the gray boom. In 25 years, spending on seniors will grow to take 70% of all taxes. Effectively, with entitlements compounding away, everything else gets squeezed. So he's saying here that currently we spend 40% of all of our taxes on seniors and 25 years from now, that is going to have to increase to 70%. So moving on, he says, the fiscal recklessness of the last decade has been like watching a horror movie unfold. During the last decade, our debt grew from 15 trillion to 31 trillion today, a level of indebtedness only comparable to that after World War II. But what is worse is that this debt does not account for what the government has promised it will pay you in terms of Social Security and Medicare. It actually assumes these payments will be zero. 
In the 1950s, this off-the-hook debt was small as baby boomers were just being born, so actual debt was a reasonable measure of the country's indebtedness. Not the case anymore. There are credible estimates that if you assume the government will pay the same to seniors in the future as it is paying today, the present value of that debt approaches $200 trillion. That is trillion with a T. So what makes the last 10 years particularly horrific is that we had some golden opportunities to reduce the fiscal gap ahead of the demographic storm that is underway. After World War I and World War II, the U.S. quickly repaid its debt by raising taxes and restricting spending. Contrast that with today, after the global financial crisis, but pre-COVID, when the economy boomed in 2018 and the unemployment rate hit a 50-year low, and even under a Republican administration, the deficit could not go lower than 5% of GDP. And then post-COVID, we had a booming economy where tax revenues were augmented by high inflation. So you may reasonably ask, how much bigger was the surplus relative to that during the tech boom in the late 90s? Incredibly, as the chart shows, we ran a deficit of over $1 trillion. Never in history has a booming economy produced a worse fiscal result. Never. Expect this trend to continue absent radical policy changes. Then he goes on to conclude, he greatly admires our generation's focus on long-term implications of climate change and your willingness to take action. I urge you to also take action against the bipartisan myopic abuse of our seed corn at the expense of future investment and growth. American exceptionalism and innovation have been on display my entire career. We led the PC revolution. We led the development of the internet, the move to mobile and cloud and blockchain and are leading in generative AI, artificial intelligence. Indeed, the cover story of The Economist two weeks ago, Riding High, documented the astonishing success of American capitalism over the last 30 years. But further delay in addressing the fiscal gap threatens a future of us not riding high, but rather sinking into malaise, decay, and the end of the American dream. It will embolden autocracies in places like China and Russia and tragically risks a lack of wealth to make sufficient investments to address existential crisis like climate change and a lack of growth to afford programs for the least well-off among us. So my takeaway from that is that, I mean, you, you got to ask yourself a couple of questions. And the main question is, is are any of these presidential candidates candidates or folks who are running for office willing to make the necessary shifts to mitigate all of these risks that are at hand. And I happen to think that they will not. I think all they care about, all the politicians care about, is doing what they think will get them elected. And nobody is going to vote for them, at least none of the baby boomers are going to vote for them if they're cutting spending on their well-being, on their health care, things like that. So the takeaway is that if something doesn't change here, then for folks who are in their 20s and 30s, 40s even, people are living longer these days, then you have to start looking at alternative options as far as making money goes. So he also, he also mentioned uh, in, in closing, he said, think about it. 
in 20 or 30 years, there will be fewer younger workers, many more seniors that need support. And the starting point is the highest national debt in our history. So if you believe you will have as comfortable a retirement as the current seniors, think again. The arithmetic just doesn't work out. So Druckenmiller sees little option but for taxes to rise and welfare spending to fall. It is a lie and it is a fantasy to say we don't have to cut entitlements. The problem is we're either going to cut them now or we're going to cut them later and later will be a lot worse. So you need to ask yourself, what am I doing now to prepare if what he's saying needs to happen does happen? All of this cutting, that's going to mean less government assistance, less money for retirement for those who are relying on it. So you need to start looking at other ways to build your wealth and to grow your wealth long term. Start paying attention to what's happening. There are some big things happening right now and you got to stay current. If you want to keep an edge and have the knowledge to put yourself in a situation where you can grow your wealth the most and you don't have to rely on these entitlements that may be getting cut at some point, then you need to start relying on yourself to make it happen. That's all I got for today. Hope you got some value out of this. Take care. Let me know if you got any comments. Thank you for listening to Freedom Investor Radio. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend.